Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. Another Friday is upon us, and my calendar is clear for the weekend, finally. No parties, no talking to people. No bullshit. Just chilling. I can go back to being a hermit like it likes. But before we get to any of that. Yeah. But we gotta after, talk, we, now that you're done laying out all your mental illnesses. <laughs> we got to talk about Cybernetics Guardian for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Not, not much to say about it. It's, it's really it's short. It's fine. It's just very generic. Really short. Really to the point. And I got a pretty good question of the week. We got a bunch of wrapping up of series to do, yep. new series. Yep. And before that, shit ton of news this week. Lots of news. We'll see if it takes as long. It's hard to tell, you know? Hard to tell the link to the news from the angle of the dangle. All right. So the first up is, yeah, more news for uh, Gundam Witch for Mercury. So I'm looking forward to this. I think a lot of people look forward to this. Will it be good? Who the hell knows? It's a Gundam side story. The odds that it's going to be great are low. The odds that it's going to be good are 50-50. The odds that it will be acceptable are pretty high. The odds that it will be terrible, pretty low. Because even Seed, which can be insufferable at times, I wouldn't put it as terrible. It's just mediocre. (laughs) You may disagree because you hate it a lot more than I do. But If you just get rid of the main character, it's actually pretty good. Oh, so like the third season of AG? Or not third season, but the third Third chapter arc. yeah Let's whatever say chapter yeah stupid little kid i just i hate kira to kira what the fuck's his name kira yamato. kira yamato yeah i fucking hate him there are way better other characters um the mech designs are great oh you mean let me fly up slowly and then like shoot lasers all over the place like you're already dead like what are you doing <laughs> he types really fast guys really fast anyway i can shit on him all day continue on Carlos images um, you know, some more images of the Gundam, which we've seen the Gundam before. This one's got a jaunty ass pack with wings. Fair enough. Um, which I don't believe was there before. The sauce is jaunty. A couple character images. Ah, characters are reminding me, not Last Exile, but man, a little bit of turn A going on. I don't know. They got a very distinct style for sure, which I do get the we'll turn see how a. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're. They're kind of cool. I don't know. Um, space. Sorry, the spacesuit is. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. This other image, um, Elnora, Elnora Samaya. She, um, her spacesuit and her, the style is very Reconquista. Yeah, I thought so when I saw it. Yeah, and a lot of the other designs are kind of Reconquista. So there's a hell of a lot more images out there. There's some cast announcements. I'm not going to go over those, but. There's a hell, they're releasing a lot more stuff, so it's starting to pop, pop out. A lot of this is prologue stuff. That's because it's upon us. But yeah, um, I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm I'm all for it. We'll see. I'm intrigued nonetheless. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So anyway, Gun and Witch for Mercury. Check that shit out. All right. So we finally got uh, some Dr. Stone news about the third season. Thank God. Spring 2023 coming out. Um. I guess because the special already happened and I haven't seen it, but how will I learn how to make medicines from scratch? I know, right? I need a sulfur drug. <laughs> We're uh, gonna need it soon. Just uh, saying. Just saying. Quiet, you. Anyway, there's a video out. Got the debut. Like I said, spring 2023. I'm freaking excited. Uh, the show was. I love the show. Great show. And um, yeah, I'm stoked to see it come back. Moving on. Um, sorry. Slow computer for a moment. Sega Genesis Mini. So oh, now we yeah. got confirmation that we were talking about it. The Mega Drive Mini or whatever, too. That, that I want because I never had a Genesis. There's a first one that came out. I don't know how expensive or hard to get it is or was hmm. that I probably should track down. But there's a second one coming out now with 50 games. We've been talking about it for a while, but it finally got confirmed. It is coming out in North America. Hell yes. October 27th. Um, same day as the mini, the 
Mega Drive Mini 2, which is coming out in Japan. That's a mouthful. Um, it's got some good stuff. It's got some Sega CD styles. It's got Shining Force CD. Whoa. Sonic CD. Um, let's see. Virtual Racing. Vector Man 2. Yeah, Vector Man. Yeah, Vector Man. Shining in the Darkness. Splatterhouse 2, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, hell yeah. Rolling Thunder 2. Also didn't know that Splatterhouse existed. Splatterhouse was uh, Graphic 16, I think, the original one. Uh, and then some bonus titles. Fantasy Zone and Star Mobile, which apparently were never on the Genesis. So. Fair enough. I'm pretty stoked. I got to see if the first one is attainable and not 8 billion fortunes, which I don't know. The Nintendo ones are, but Sega Sega. Uh, so that's coming out October 27th. So, you know, look forward to that. Hopefully it'll be widely available who knows with the current chip shortages i can't imagine these are expensive or hard to get chips but yeah i don't, I don't know that that matters either yeah i don't think it matters i think they're just all hard to make because china shut down forever it is a problem anyway moving on um if you're a fan of dirty figures and you're a fan of transformers you could see a stupid sexy megatron <laughs> image has been released thank god um she's a dirty girl all right got a uh ridiculous mega hyper bazooka um because you know megatron and some uh dirty stockings you know thigh high of course fantastic yeah so uh check that out it's, it's the obviously it's the bishojo line dakota bakai has been doing for forever fantastic freaking design like whether you like dirty figures or not and and i don't do i own a single one i do own a jubei chan i don't know if that really counts yeah i have a couple that like could tech like it depends on who's here like, your girlfriend might think it's a dirty figure, but a yeah, connoisseur yeah. of dirty figures would probably be like, like this ain't shit. That ain't shit. It doesn't even have swappable panties. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so regardless, they've been doing just fantastic designs is my point. Like, really, really good looking designs. Oh, they're Baroness. So dirty. Oh, that one is good. Very good. So check that out if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's. Sunyu Yamashita, so obviously that's why they're so good. Damn straight. Um, I mean, it's you can kind of tell it's related to Megatron, but that don't matter. It's a cool looking figure. It's got a giant Decepticon freaking uh, base. Just a chick with a bazooka. Pretty damn cool. Looking severe as you should. So damn right. There was an Optimus Prime one out there too. Um, that one they've shown already, and there's a Bumblebee which I don't think I've seen yet. So I suppose that's yet to debut. No. Check it out. It'll probably be a lolly, would my guess. So just you know, I would assume so. Beware. <laughs> beware. All right, moving on to some more uh, less less inane, more kind of interesting news. So Bandai Namco got hacked. Uh ransomware hackers. A lot of hacking going on. Uh, Alpha, Alpha V, Alpha V, whatever it is. It's a known group. They've done this before. Um and a bunch of information came out of it. So the one bit of information I was interested in is they did leak the title of an Elden Ring expansion for 2023. Nice. Barbarians of the Badlands or something like that, which sounds metal. is good because one of the coolest characters was the Barbarian from the Badlands who halfway through the fight, he's got like a ghost tie, a ghost lion behind him, and halfway through the fight, he breaks his jaw in half and covers himself in his blood. And then he decides that it's the fucking Street Fighter game and starts zanging you in your ass. <laughs> like tossing you up in the air and body slamming you. And you're like, okay, this so. is not the kind of game I was playing, but all right. Whatever. Uh, Horaloo, I love you. Um, anyway, his daughter's hot as hell in that game. Regardless, hot as hell. I need a dirty figure of that. The there's a data leak. I'm not saying you should go check this stuff out because I mean you probably shouldn't reward some hackers. But there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting news, upcoming games, and other stuff out there. Like I, I saw Xenoverse, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse three. Like there's there's some news. It's not a ton, but there's some news on games coming out and stuff they have planned for next year. A lot a lot of 2023 releases. So. That's out there. Hey, if you want to check it out, check it out. I just was very excited about an Elden Ring expansion. Actually being confirmed, even if it's like a year and a half from now. Well, a year and a quarter. Whatever. Fair enough. I'm still about that game, man. Something to look forward the best. to. All right. So I'm going to take this next bit of news as the uh, original opening for Cowboy Bebop finally, finally being recognized for how fucking awesome it is it's by the mainstream. I mean, because the stupid... Cowboy Bebop Netflix version main titles have been nominated for an Emmy. But since they are basically a worse version carbon copy of the anime yeah, ones, they really were. this is the anime ones that are actually getting credit here. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. Um, 
I don't think this will have any chance to bring back the horrific show that is live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, they can't afford it now. <sighs> what a shame. What a shame. What a shame that it exists and it's that bad. Um, except for Mustafa Shakir. He was an awesome jet. He really was. For once, the one race swap character is actually the best character, and I didn't mind him at all. I mean, I hated what they did Will making wonders. him a father and stuff that didn't, yeah, that that didn't make a lot He's of like sense. Deadbeat dad and but, shit. But uh, like, I don't know. That dude crushed it. He crushed it. I don't think anybody else understood their character. Is there racist to swap a guy to a black character and then add a thing that he's a deadbeat dad i'm just putting it out there yeah i think that's actually racist but shh don't tell anybody that so anyway Kobe bebop's opening the netflix one nominated for an emmy we all know we all secretly know yeah that it's really the original opening that's the best one because that gets the credit i should say because that's all they did was copy it so anyway it's true. My point. Granted, that was one of the smart things they did. So it was I, just a crappy. I, I will give them some credit basically. for that. Yeah, I'll give them some credit for that. Well, plus I don't think it had Daniel Pineda doing Pineda. Whatever. Who cares about her doing the dance the way you know the ridiculous weird Faye dance. Anyway, moving. That Faye would have never been caught dead doing in the show. So whatever. hell no. All right. Uh, require her like getting off the couch. So lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, she'll get off the couch when she's stealing your stuff and like running away. It's true. That's about it. Oh, God. Such a great character. And I mean in the anime. All right, moving on. So Netflix. Since we're on the Netflix topic. So Netflix has released a trailer um, for live-action Resident Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get excited for live-action Resident Evil series. You may think it's going to be good. It ain't going to be good. It's a pile of garbage. It's got all the social justice garbage added in for no good reason. And can't just stick to, you know, simple things like, hey, how about we have a liquor? Hey, how about we have um, Wesker not being... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. It's even got Lance Reddick, goddammit. I like Lance Reddick a lot. Not going to get it. I want it to be good, but it's clear that the writing is bad. They probably just sunk money into it, and now it's too late. They have to dump it out. You know what I mean? Damn it. Just makes me sad. I'd forgotten Lance Reddick was in it. Even though they figured out that that shit doesn't make money. My boy from The Wire, from Fringe, oh, yeah. from uh, John, uh, Wick. John Wick. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. God, he was so good in that third one. <laughs> he was just like shotgunning. <laughs> yep. Man, anyway. Uh, you check it out if you want. Who cares? I don't give Netflix that anyone. That guy anyway. needs a better agent. But, uh, Actually, now he's been pretty good. Yeah, this project has but had potential, but the writing sunk it. So, yeah, I don't know. I- I've heard nothing but bad things about it. And it's it's out there. So as of the time of this taping, because it was premiered Thursday morning, which is the morning secrets, the morning we're recording. So, yeah. Anyway, at least all these writers are going to be on food stamps by this time next year, if not earlier. Writers are already on food stamps. They don't pay these writers. That's why the, all these things are bad, because they don't pay the actual writers who are good. Shame. That's been the problem for forever. The executives want all the control because they're a bunch of egomaniac assholes. Why should I pay writers? Oh, I don't know, because maybe you'll actually get a good goddamn story. They don't care. ESG money forever. Well, not forever. There ain't no money left. (laughs) That gravy train is dead, just like their idea to get China to freaking... No, but when they collapse every economy, who's going to pay for the ESG stuff? Did they not Um, think that far ahead? I'm not giving them... My I'm just food, water, booze, bullets, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Commodities, baby. Yeah, man. You yeah, stock man. up on gold all you want. You can't eat gold. No. I mean, technically you can, but it doesn't nourish you, so it's not going to really work. You're just going to shit out nuggets. <sighs> Pretty much. And if it's sharp enough, tear you up, boy. Tear you up worse than Taco Bell at 3 a.m. <laughs> Is that possible? All right, so this next bit. There was a huge bit of news last week that I will tangentially cover here, but I didn't cover directly because it gets a little too political. But this is the state of journalism. This is the state of journalism. The state. I want to read you this headline. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe passes away at 67. Oh, they were wicked bad with that, like, attempted assassination. Like, no, he fucking died. <laughs> so when that is a, a successful When a prominent politician or ex-politician is shot in cold blood... By a madman. Who made a gun out of fucking duct tape and pieces of pipe and a grill lighter. We have a word for that, ladies and gentlemen. It's called assassination. The man was assassinated. R.I.P. Shinzo Abe. 
You never did anything that bad to anybody, as far as I know, to deserve that kind of fucking treatment. He restored based Japanese oh. nationalism. Oh, he spoke bad about China. That's right. Oh, Ooh, Ooh, that's a problem. That'll get you assassinated. Um, but anyway, I, this fucking title passes away. Yeah, peacefully in bed, surrounded <laughs> by his family. No, the man was goddamn shot with a homemade shotgun. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Unfucking believable. It is wild. Unfucking believable. And to tie into that, and to tie into that, Hideo Kojima had an interesting freaking week <laughs> weekend. <laughs> that Greek newspaper. Uh, that Greek newspaper and a French politician both thought that Hideo Kojima <laughs> was the one that got shot. And then the news spread everywhere. This like, is how awesome journalism is now. Hey, hey, folks. One, you're racist as fuck because not all Japanese people look the same. Not even close. Two, I was going to say, not even close. One, Hideo Kojima is obviously... 15 years younger. Yeah. Right. And a way better dresser. And, yeah. And style. they don't look anything alike. I got their pictures right here. Not even close. Not even fucking. And Hideo Kojima is pretty freaking famous, right? Like, I get yeah. it. Stupid journalists don't know anybody. And Shinzo Abe was a goddamn prime minister of Japan for how many years? How the fuck do you not? Ugh. God, like four terms or something? It was a long time. So It was like bad. from the 80s through the 90s, I believe. Uh, I don't know if he was there for the... I don't know. I have no idea. Or 90s into the 2000s. It was something like no, that. No, it was more recently because he was there when uh, Trump was over there because you remember the stupid goldfish thing? Nah, vaguely. Yeah. Anyway, when Shinzo Abe dumps his goldfish flakes into the fucking koi pond, no problems when, when the evil orange man does it. Oh, my fucking God. It's the end of the world. Whatever. Anyway, not a political podcast. We're talking about the state of the media and how much they suck and... The fact that they can't tell Hideo Kojima from Shinzo Abe and can't honestly say what happened to the man shows you that this is a bunch of That's bullshit. That's like a two-second internet search. You have no fucking excuse. Fucking terrible. Anyway, they don't have time for that. Moving on. Moving on. So we will talk about here the uh, spiraling into the abyss of conventions once again. So to nobody's surprise, PAX Unplugged has decided they are a Fully vaccinated and masked up convention. Mind you, this convention doesn't take place till December. Two, they should require a fucking bulletproof vest because it's taking place in Philly. <laughs> um, three, this is the convention that caught endless shit right before the pandemic for doing the dumbest security theater I've ever seen, where all they did was create choke points for a potential shooter to just literally wipe out as many people as possible. We've gone over this ad nauseum. Yeah. We've talked about it before. Because like this, it was the dumbest fucking thing. This is not how you do any of this. Seen. Like Gen Con had this figured out. Do what they do. But <laughs> PAX, unfortunately, seems to be run by dumb college aged woke morons that don't know what the fuck they're doing and don't understand the real world and clearly don't understand security. And now want to add some hygiene theater to their security theater. So we'll be under you if you're foolish enough to go to fucking PAX anymore. Let them let it rot. Let it die. Let it let it Such fade a away. Shame. Um, find a better convention to go to. I I intend to do it. I'm gonna find the anime vatsuri of gaming, and that's where I'm gonna go. I'll give those fuckers my money. Um, hopefully, it's not in a place where I'm gonna get shot immediately. Within well, the either. next five years, all new stuff is gonna pop up. Mm-hmm. I'm confident. And you know what? That's a perfect segue, sir. Perfect segue to my last bit of news. So I don't care what you think of the man, the ANCAP. Freaking uh, Young Ripper, 5'9", Eric July, whatever you want to call him. But that man is crushing it with his freaking comic book campaign. Comics are back, baby. So, again, the criticism always is of political commentators and culture commentators as well, right? So let's keep it in this sphere. Culture commentators is, well, I mean, all you do is complain. Right? All you're doing is complaining. What are you doing to actually help? It's true. Even like, I complain about that. Pointing out, pointing out things and complaining is okay. That's fine. But at some point, you have to create as well. You got to put your money where your mouth is. You got to put your money where your mouth is. So the man did. Man took $200,000 of his own goddamn money, created an original black superhero, and a whole universe to go with it. No, he didn't turn Spider Man black. No. He made his his own brand new thing that's just his. ISOM. So ISOM, number one campaign, is up. It has, it's supposed to be up for 75 days. It's been up for like two and a half. And it's already raised $1.58 million, so it's almost at $1.6 million. Told you, man, people are hungry for that I think shit. EVS is right. He's going to hit three easy. Oh, um, I think so. This is a great campaign. It's a 96-page book. It's covered by wow, Gabel Taib, who's done, like, Superman and a bunch of stuff. That oh, yeah. dude is really goddamn good. Um, 
Oh, Clint, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't remember the artist's name. Uh, he's a little more modern than my era of artists. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it ain't like he's freaking Jay um, Scott Campbell. Or Jay somebody. Scott Campbell, exactly. Where I'd be like, oh, I know who that is. Um, so sorry, Clint. Um, but anyway, Clint Cliff. Ah, shit. See, I'm terrible. Regardless, this uh, this is out there. Cliff Richards. God damn it, Cliff Richards. Sorry, Cliff. Um, we got your back. This shit looks good. Like it, it looks good. It looks good. It looks good enough to try out, right? Like the whole idea is it's going to be different genres. You may not be into cape shit, and I get it. This is a little tangential to. Well, we talk about manga comics all the time, so it's not that tangential. But I just I'm blown away by how much money this is making, and that it actually looks pretty goddamn good. Like the story sounds interesting, and you know I, I'm just saying check this shit out. You know, even if you just want one copy of the book, 35 bucks for one copy of the book, 96, 96 pages. 96 pages, that's a lot. That's I mean, a lot. A normal comic book is 20 to 22 pages. If you guys don't normally buy comics, like, that's a pretty good price. An American for, like, comic. An almost 100-page book. Yeah, an American comic is typically, like, 22, 23 pages, 20 pages, somewhere in there. Yeah. And it's, nowadays, they're, like, four or five bucks. Yeah. And they're printed on, you know, newsprint. Ah, newer ones are not, but regardless. And half of it's ads for comics. Yeah, well. Well, the 22, 23 story pages, you're right, because it's like 30 pages, but it's got a bunch of ads and shit. So much crap. But regardless, 96 pages, that that's a lot. It's beefy. That's a lot. Um, So check it out. There's some other campaign items, too. I, I spent a couple hundred bills. A couple hundred bills. A couple bills. A couple hundred bucks on some stuff for this. Uh, I'm... I'm excited to see it, and it's already printed and done because the man spent all his own money, and it's going to be shipping next month. So this isn't just a regular. This isn't Kickstarter, Kickstarter yeah, Indiegogo. You have to wait. Like, shit, I spent money on a year ago. Which I get some people do that and still yeah. ship shipping. Oh, I don't as mind. Well, it but, is what it is. But well, and some people still ship it immediately as well. But he and he also did it on his own website. He's smart, so he doesn't have to give his cut to Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Mm. Which, granted, you need your own platform to be able to do that. And whatever. yeah, but regardless, I, I just figured I mentioned it because good God, the thing is raking well, the cash. And it's looking pretty good. Let's grind it out for a second. They, I mean, that's like canary in the coal mine. Like when comics were the first thing to get infiltrated and destroyed. And I said this like two years ago. I'm like, eh, we'll see. Like that will probably be the th- first thing that rises from the ashes. You'll yep. get like, you know, like a guy like EVS or whatever that's, you know, just had the money to just grind out his own thing. And yep. now, I mean, it's basically go, that. Go go back one of his. Eight million cyber fraud campaigns too. <laughs> right. There, I the first I read the first issue recently is really good. So, but the more guys who have success like that, yeah, you know, it's just gonna be a, the industry will be back the way it was. Float everybody up. It will up. probably be better than because uh, in the two thousands it was really really going it downhill, was. and but, then it got a bump from the movies. Yeah, if you're talking about DC Marvel, agree one hundred percent. But I think like. I mean, there was always good runs here like, and there. This but. iteration of the industry will be better than pre-movie Marvel and DC, is what I'm saying. Within like oh, five yeah. years or so. Well, pre-movie Marvel was... Dumpster. Wasn't, wasn't great. Dumpster That's why, fire. I mean, all those Marvel movies, all the stories were much older stories. They weren't... Oh, yeah, definitely. More, now they're dipping into that. They skipped way too many years of awesome stories. Like, hey, Thor, let's get Walt Simonson's run. Oh, wait, no. We didn't do any of that. Let's just skip all the way to like... They're making Thor. shows for like stupid, stretchy Miss Marvel that like doesn't even exist, so... Whatever. <laughs> Shit they made up like three days ago. Garbage. Anyway, I saw number one, Ripaverse. Go check that shit out. Pretty badass. Anyway, that is the news. Excellent. Let's see what I finally fit. Oh, we finished up a bunch yeah, so of stuff. Let's, let's talk about shit that was finished. Let's talk about Rising of the Shield Hero. What are your thoughts? Meh. That is my <laughs> thought as well. I get a big fat meh. Like, it wasn't bad. But it was a lot worse than the first. So story's not as good as the first season. Season, and I think after seeing Demon Slayer, the Entertainment District arc, this is unfair. But I, I can't have anime fights that are just stand in place, boring garbage anymore. Like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. What is this lazy crap? The bar crap? has been raised. Plus, the story was kind of. It was mid. It was kind of all over the place. There was some okay parts, like the other universe parts when it first started out was good, but then it just kind of got rote. I I, I feel like there's an overarching story, but they just like took an aside to do this weird arc for no reason. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of it. I have no idea. I mean, you could. It's basically status quo at the end. 
Yeah. What really changed? A little bit of character Yeah, it's like growth, it basically but... doesn't have anything to do with the waves or anything else. It was just a side story about a fucking neckbeard who yeah. got sent to another world to be a dick. It does feel like a, a side story not written by the original person put into, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, put in the same I, it can't be filler. Because, I mean, it's only... No, it's not. Season, you know it's not. I, mean? I don't know. Actually, no. Sean said it was legit. He just said it was, like, really quick in the manga. You know what I mean? It yeah, they like just stretched it. I don't know. Volume. I'm not I'm not know. into it. I, I, it's skippable. Um, I was not impressed. If you're a fan of Shield Hero Season 1, you know, you should watch it at some point, but I wouldn't be in a rush. Yeah, no. Nah, I wouldn't like, be in a rush. It's, it's okay. It's not terrible. I'm not saying, oh, God, don't watch it. I'm just saying, like, eh, set your bar. And your expectations low, low, super low, very low. All right, so let's let's transition to something that was better. We finally, finally, finally got around to watching End of the Legend of Galactic Heroes, at least the latest season. That was excellent. That was excellent. And uh, we, th- I thought there was one episode. There was like three or four episodes left. Yeah, they, there was at least three. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been four. Well, it was. Uh, we stopped because it was a part one. Yeah, and it turned out to be a four parter. So there, we had to watch four episodes. Well, the four the. The fourth. Oh part. no! The fourth one is the fourth part is going to be the beginning of next season. Oh, those fuckers! Well, next movie. They leave whatever. you on a savage cliffhanger too. Yeah, they do. So a lot of this is about the oh, pretty much a lot of this. The whole thing is Isolone Fortress, right? Forest. Like Fortress. Yeah, Isolone Fortress, which guards the one corridor between the two. You know, the two empires fighting. It's like the empire and the free states. Alliance. It's like the only way to get back and forth, really. Yes. Without like I don't know, taking one of two. The other one has like pheasant in the middle. I think. I don't remember. For oh, yeah. Fez for some reason, it's fuckers. one of the ways like you can warp travel through, and, but you can't warp travel through it. And like it, there's a giant fortress in the way. Right. And earlier on, like a couple seasons ago, the, the um, Empire built the free it. planet, free states, free planets. Alliance, yeah. They took it over. Right. The Empire built it, like you were saying, and the, the, the FBI, they took it. Yang Wen Lee like did his thing and they got control. And of they it. took it, right? So the Empire couldn't keep launching raids into their territory. And then they didn't do much with it either. They just kinda want to keep them out. Um they tried they did some stuff. Uh, if you remember like last season, I think they tried to yeah. attack the Imperial. It didn't work out so well. Because there was all the infighting in the freaking Yeah. Free plan slides. So anyway. Bureaucracy. They so the Empire's great plan to get it back was to Take another fortress they had, modify it with fucking rockets and warp drives, and like yeah, all kind of crazy shoot shit. Shoot it at them, um, and then attack that way. So they did that. They like warped it in, and then they just blasted the shit out of them. They were blasting the shit out of each other. The fortresses were shooting each other. Now they could have just rammed them, and it would have been over. They could have kamikaze. They didn't. Um, that's probably what's going to happen in the end, is my guess. But we'll see. Yeah, I think both um, fortresses are it's, gonna get fucked. The whole thing's great because they're so terrified of Yang Wen Lee. They outthink themselves constantly. Yeah, because he's like not even on the fortress. And they're just like, oh, God, Yang Wen Lee's going to do something crazy. It's just like all the guys under Yang Wen Lee's just like, fuck, doing work. We got to do stuff. <laughs> and they're just making random decisions and stuff. Uh, the ex Imperial guy, Meerkats. Oh, he's so good. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Oh, yeah, because he was like, uh, he basically he got b- bounced out of the Admiral Empire. General. He's great. And then Yang Wen Lee's like, uh, you're too smart. I'm going to keep you here. <laughs> uh, so he's there when Yang Wen Lee is not, and he does work. So it's a lot of awesome tactical stuff. It, you know, the them trying to attack. They get all the, you know, they they land. They The Empire has a pretty good plan, and they land um, boarding craft, and they get people on board, but then they meet the Rosen Ritter, which is like yeah. the powered, small, you know, human-sized powered suits of the uh of the Free Planets Alliance or whatever, and they freaking just murder the shit. They murk everybody. Yeah, it's crazy because they have, like, uh, they almost look like Halo-style powered suits. Yeah. And the other ones yeah, have these do. big, like, the um, the Empire has these big, bulky... Oh, they look like... like uh, what the hell is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, it's a rose or flower one. Lotus, no. Rec- uh, not fucking... I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they look like those. They're like weird, bulky. They were bulky front. Like, I'm not. See, I'm gonna kill myself. I cannot remember the name of that. It was a Sega game too. Yeah, shit, I can't remember it either. Either way, they're these big, bulky, like knight armor-looking things. And they just get fucking destroyed. Yeah, they get wrecked. Um, and then eventually Yang Wen Lee comes back, and you know that's kind of the end of it. Where there's some tactics there, but. It's just cool to see. There's a lot of feints. There's a lot of like maneuvering and 
It's and fun. like Yang Wen Lee doesn't even show up till the very end, and then yep. they like don't show you the fourth episode. Like you gotta wait. Yeah, till you're waiting. Time. So excellent, excellent. But I'm, yeah, like wicked good. I mean, clearly since it's a cliffhanger, I wouldn't rush to catch up if you've been waiting. But uh, and honestly, if you if you really want to see what happens, you could just watch the original. It's the <laughs> yeah. Same story, um, and that is, I think, all on uh, high dive. So yeah, yeah it's it out there. Um, but yeah, very good, very good. I like, I do like Dinoy, Dinoy Thesis, Thesis, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like new animation, you know, and yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, it's a little more anime, but that's fine. I like it. It is what it is. I dig it a lot. I get if you only like the original, but this is like a good adaptation. All right. Any other last episodes before we move on to the preview? I think we went over everything. I don't think there was any because Black Rock Shooter was the last thing, and yeah, we did and you, that last. You talked week. about it. Yep. So, and we haven't. We will get to MA probably next week. Um, you know, we'll wrap that one up. So not a lot this season. Let's move on. Summer twenty twenty two. What you got? Uh, let's see. I watched Bastard, which I, I'm in. I'm I haven't seen it yet, but I'm uh, into it. I'm ready. So fucking good. So classic. It's, um, it reminds me a lot of the redo of Orphan. Like that same. They like stick Sorcerer to the, Stabber Orphan. Yes, you know the one. But they stick to base, you know, it's the same story. They don't fuck with it. They stick with the same kind of uh, character designs and shit, too. Like, they don't really, like, clean it up too, too much. Good. Nice animation, though. Definitely spent money on it. Good. Yeah, I worry because it was on Netflix, but I don't I don't think they nah, I don't specifically think they funded it. it. But, no. I'm pretty sure it was going to get put out by whatever studio Netflix yeah. just bought it. So And Spriggan was good, so, yeah. That is true. Oh, what the hell? There was a, there's a vampire one, too. Shit, what was it called? Something about the night. Enter the night. <laughs> Enter the <laughs> night. That is not what it is called. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Anyway, while I'm looking it up, uh, basically, uh, there's this kid who can't sleep. I mean, they give you no information right off the get-go. Yeah. Some kid can't sleep. So he's sleep. immune to Freddy. <laughs> yes, he's immune to Freddy. Like, he's been having insomnia, and he's like out, he like sneaks out at night, and this... um. He's like playing on the swings by himself, blah blah blah. And, and some vampires from Staten Island show up. Yes, I think that's back that's to. That's exactly way. what happens. No, where is it? Come on, man! Why does it have to be so fucking far down the list? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> never a good Christ. sign. Never a good sign. Oh no, th- this list isn't in any order. It's just um, Jesus H Christ! Why can't I find it? You're going to make me click on stuff? Oh, my fucking God. Anyway, while I'm scrolling. Yeah, you're scrolling a lot. You ain't going to figure it out. Oh, no. I'm Call of the night. Yes, call of the night. Jesus Christ. You can do everything. Enter the night, whatever. Man, you just got it faster than me. Anyway, call of the night. So, anyway, this chick shows up. And he doesn't know she's a vampire right away. But then he like lure, she like lures him back to her place. She's like, I can make you sleep. And then there's like a fucking uh, futon on the floor with like two pillows on. He's like, I'm not sleeping next to you, weirdo. Like, what are you, a fucking prostitute? <laughs> and then like, she's like, it's the only way I can make you sleep. And then she waits till he's like falling asleep and then bites him. And then he like wakes up. She's just like, "What? What? It was a mosquito!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he's like such a. So dumb it's head. a comedy show. It's kind of comedy, kind of not. I mean, it's definitely got jokes and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, "Oh!" He freaks out. He's like, "Oh fuck! You turned me into a vampire." And she's like, "Nah, that's not how that works." And he's like, "I was just hungry, and your blood's really tasty." <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck off! I want to be a vampire. Like, you gotta turn me into a vampire." And she's like. And she gets all embarrassed, and she's like, you have to fall in love with me. That's, like, the only way you can turn into a vampire. And he's like, I'm going to turn into a vampire, and you can't stop me. He's like, whatever. (laughs) And that was the first episode. Anyway, really good animation. So it's a Guillermo side story? What's that? It's a Guillermo side story? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay, just curious. Yeah, very same vibe. Watch what we do in the shadows, It had a very, um, shit. Oh, I remembered, because my brain's not sauce today. Um, it has a very Monogatari vibe. I actually think some of the people that worked on that worked on this okay. too. So okay. it's got that same kind of like creepy humor. Weirdness, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got that Good. same level of weirdness. Anyway, I was into that. Um, not a lot of shit going on this season. Um, the first episode of... Oh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Bam. Okay. Like, that is, if you guys don't know, that is a like super cult classic manga that's been kicking around forever. Like, 
Everybody loves the shit out of it. Everybody has wanted to animate it forever. They did not spend a lot of money on it. It kind of looks like crap. I'm hoping it'll get better as it goes along, but... That's a shame. You take what you can get. It's not unwatchable. People like... Uh, it's one of those things people get neckbeardy on it just because it's like they like it so much. Like, uh, you know, nitpick. It's not nearly as bad as everybody says it was going to be. It's your standard thing. The color palette kind of sucks. Everything's very orangey. Devil is a part-timer is back, I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, you can't stop that shit. And, um... Man, eh, the CG's crappy, but the CG isn't everything's crappy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch anyway. Especially... Like, so the first episode does the manga justice. Good. I mean, it's yeah. basically a fucking random lizard guy. He's not a guy. He's a lizard that talks, shows up, and he's trying to get this kid. He's like, you're a knight, and you have to fucking save the world, blah, blah. And the kid's like, fuck you, and he keeps, like, kicking the lizard out forever. And then it turns out his neighbor is, like, a princess. And despite him, it's like the first episode is just like the super fast hero's journey. He wants nothing to do with it, blah, blah, blah. And then he like shows him this like giant fucking retarded hammer that's like hovering over the earth. It's like the size of fucking Jupiter or some shit. <laughs> I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever, but it's hilarious. And he's like, oh, fuck, probably got to do something about that. But then the princess is like, she's just like, eh, you don't actually have to do anything because you suck. Like, you just have to, like, be here while I do it. <laughs> He's like, okay, whatever. Anyway, it's funny. Definitely check that one out. Um, I haven't plowed through everything so far. What about that? Shine on Bakumatsu bad boys. <laughs> I actually wanted to see that. Oh, man. I saw, like, a clip of it, and it actually looks kind of entertaining. Can, like, can, like the Batosai show up? Basically. Yeah, it's like the Shinsengumi get wiped out, and they just, like, Take a bunch of prisoners and like force them to be Shinsengumi. Shits, oh, I heard it's like very um, stylized. You know, it's like my boy Saito Hojime ain't getting wiped <laughs> out. It's bullshit. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway, so I might check that out what this about week. Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. Uh, that looked retarded. <laughs> like, I like a good. It looks super I edgy. I like a good har- etchy harem show, but like, I watched the first episode. It's just like over the top. Tokyo Mew Mew New. Um, oh, I'm definitely gonna check out the second season yeah. of Made Abyss, but I did. Yeah, sure. I didn't do the first one, so I'm not gonna do the second one. If you watch the first one, watch the second one. The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, sir. Yeah, it sounds metal, right? It sounds kind of metal. Uh, I'm definitely not gonna watch Overlord. Yeah, I mean, Overlord's many seasons deep. You, by now, you either know if you're. I was already or not. burned out on Izakai, like when Overlord came out. Yeah, which was God fucking five years ago or something. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I everybody tells me Overlord's good. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I'm. Well, like I said, it's many seasons deep now, so you know by now what you like. I'm not even gonna fuck with it. Um, I'm certainly not gonna watch Ruby because fuck all that nonsense. I'm curious because it's the anime version and it might actually be good, but uh, I'm not like itching to watch it. (sighs) Yeah, whatever. I I lost interest when the original creator died and other people took it over and kind of fucked it up. Yeah, like I don't know, whatever. Um, the whole season is basically like ultra, ultra, ultra generic Isekai. Yeah, it's the summer season, man. Like you said before, it's just. Oh, the eh. only other thing is, um, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Season four is out. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, whatever. Get the extra bit of the title in there. You know, I can't remember those fucking long, ridiculous novel titles that have like six. Yeah, that's coming back. So I I think there's like a. Like a episode, episode zero. zero yeah, I don't know. I got as of finished the last two one. days ago. It wasn't the first episode wasn't out yet. So that's pretty much what I'm looking at for new stuff. It looks like a trash Orient season two. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Orient did not grab me. Like the first episode was kind of cringy, and I was just like, eh, it's kind of dumb. But maybe I'm an asshole. And it's the greatest thing ever. Does that one about uh, Shogi? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's plenty of previews out there, so we give you our thoughts. Go go check out. You know, maybe you see something you like. I'll finalize my four or five by next week. Yeah, we'll figure out what you know, at least we think here. There's watching. not a lot to choose from, though, so it should not be hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this season is, unfortunately. Okay. And it's summer. It's always a shit season. Yeah. But once you hit fall, boom, it's bad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a little pessimistic about that. Well, we'll see. All right. 
Anyway, hit me with this question of the week. Question of the week. Okay, this is a conversation we've had 400 fucking times. So we're just going to get down to it. What's up with those characters in shows or manga that either the creator doesn't understand their power or they're just dumbing them down as a plot device, but they're like way too fucking powerful for the universe they're in. And they could easily be like... I mean, you know the one I'm thinking of because it's one we bitch about all the time. Kuroko. There's tons of those, though. I was thinking about it today where it's just like they have to be dumbed down to such a degree to even fit in the story or they're like a plot device or the whoever writes it just doesn't understand that it's like a ridiculous world-breaking so power. I think there's two two instances, two instances of this. One is the cool moments problem, right? Like you want to have the character that can come in and have that fucking badass moment out of nowhere, <laughs> yep. right? But, but you gotta like have a reason why they're so overpowered. You kind of lay the groundwork for it, yeah, yeah and yeah. then they do it. It's like, oh, I was not retarded for a day, and then you do it, right? Like, <laughs> this is that one. Time. The other one is sometimes it's good writing when it's like, hey, you gotta figure this shit out. Like, I think uh, My Hero Academia does a pretty good job of like, yeah, that you've been given a power that's way too powerful, but it's too powerful for you to even work with. Yeah, you don't know how to do it. Um. Uh, it, it, that and the corollary to that, like the this power is really awesome, but it's really hard. Like the kid who could phase through stuff in My Hero Academia. Yes. Well, like, yeah, this power is great, but it does take a lot of work. So it was, it's worthwhile to show that. Um, I think those are the big two things you see. I dislike the second one less if it's done well. Um, yeah, the the third one is just the. Deus Ex Machina. You need the Deus Ex Machina to exist. Yep. It's kind of related to the first one where you want that awesome moment, but it's like the, you just need that one character that could do the ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. Who was like the one punch guy and freaking um, Giant Robo, the chief or whatever. Oh, um, his Alber- one Alberto punch. the Impact. Not Alberto, the other guy. No, Alberto the Impact. That was the guy with the punch. No, the chief. I'm talking about the chief. The chief who could like literally only do his punch one time and he never did it. He was like, "Why not?" He was gonna do it and then he didn't oh, have to no, do it. Oh no, Alberto the Impact was the other guy. Yeah, Alberto the Impact was like the freaking uh, wasn't that Alberto, so- the Alberto the goddamn Impact? He's the main freaking character. Well, main antagonist, and then he pops out of the shoulder at the end. But yes. uh, now it was the chief. I can't remember. I can only remember him as the chief. I don't remember his name. But he was just like he's warming up. He was gonna do it. He's ready to do that punch, and then he didn't have to do it. Because um, it would like I don't blow up the world or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was some wild bullshit. But you know you have that every now and again where it's just like your day of sex machina you got to have in your back pocket if you need it. Um, but yeah, it is a it is a bit of an overused I like the, trope. I like the Kenshiro, where he just keeps telling people that Hokuto Shinken is invincible and they just don't listen. That's a funny way to write. It is that, good because it's just like no, I fucking told you. Well, I like the other ways they work around it, right? Like, okay, you can't attack him, so attack his friends, and he's got to do something about that. Or it's like the Superman problem, right? It's like writing Superman. Or you ramp up a bit, so you can slowly ramp up and actually start having people that are, yeah, you know, badass enough to do something about it. So it's interesting because then you get the stakes, right? Like, oh my god, this guy's ridiculously overpowered. Then when someone can take him on, you're like, oh shit. Oh, you know, it's a wild one. Remember uh, Killua's sister in Hunter Hunter? Oh, yeah, the one with the ridiculous healing. Oh, the one that could just make anything happen. And, like, you had to do what she said no matter what. Oh, that's how that power worked? Yeah. It's been a long time. No, she just, like, commanded you to do something. You'd have to do it. Yeah, that's that's a really good power. So she could, just, like, command fucking, like, gone to live. <laughs> but that's a sneaky good power, right? Yeah, it's, like, like ridiculous. But she was so crazy that, like, Killua had to, like, approach her in a very careful very yep. certain way that she would do what he wanted without like you know fucking forcing him to dance well, like a monkey or something that's like teleporter chan and freaking uh railgun right like yeah, Kuroko. yeah exactly you, you said the start right like so freaking overpowered that's like, what i was thinking of it's like are you fucking this up when you write it? Because like she is like ridiculously overpowered. Yeah, like I don't, I think you're underestimating her power. Like she might be more powerful than Railgun for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, like did you think about this? I mean, maybe not because Railgun's got a lot of electromagnetic electromagnetic bullshit that protects her from a lot of like uh, what's her face couldn't actually teleport things into her or teleport her 
I bet she if she didn't want her to. I bet but she can't. Ca- she couldn't carry credit cards before chips. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Or have a cell phone or like any of that shit. Yeah. Electromagnetic Bombs. stuff fucks up everything. It does fuck up everything. Tapes must have been a problem. Oh, you know my other one favorite is uh, Charmy. Ah, Charmy. From Black Clover. Charmy and Black Clover is awesome. Because she's just so retarded and lazy and generally does nothing except make giant fucking pillow sheet monsters. Yeah, except. Until she goes into like ridiculous, like, was she like a dwarf or something? I think so, yeah. yeah. When she becomes unchibi and then just wrecks fucking house. That's yeah. a good trope, too. Ah, uh, very good. Isn't she always making the like the the snacks too? The endless yeah, snacks. Yeah, because they her they keep you powered up. Yeah, she has magic food that like brings your chi or whatever the fuck they have in that show back. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. That's pretty. Cool. Ah, I like Black Clover. Black Clover is a good show. Now. I can't wait till it comes back. I can't wait to catch. Oh, up another on one it. that you haven't seen is um, Chica from World Trigger. Yeah, she's like a little girl, but she like Tryon is basically their chi. How they do all their crazy shit. Yep. And she just like is a factory. She just makes more than anyone. So she's basically a nuclear bomb. So they have to make her like a scared little girl. Otherwise, you know, she would just fucking nuke the whole thing and yeah. be done with it. Like, that could like, be a problem. I'm afraid to attack people. I'm afraid to do this, blah, blah, blah. And when she does go ham, it's just like, oh yeah, I blew that building. Oh. Up. So it's like, like the go it's like the Goku problem. Yeah, exactly. At any rate. So anyway, that's my blah blah blah. All right, yeah, that's a it's an interesting topic. It's a it's an interesting thing to think about. Think about it from a writer's standpoint. Like, how yeah, do you make interesting like, stories? That's with kind that? of because like One Punch is like he works in his universe. You yes. know what I mean? Like, there's the whole thing like revolves around him being ridiculously overpowered, well, and it's because the story it has that classic like growth. Of a character, growth, of a character, but it's not like the hero's journey. It's not like, oh, I got to get more powerful. It's like, oh, I got to like be an actual human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already like- and Not like a lazy- oh, It's kind of true. It's like reverse- He's got to find purpose. It's like reverse hero's journey. Like, I'm already hyper-powerful, and now I have to like go back and be a human. Yeah, he needs purpose in life, right? He's got to be human, and it's it's tough, so- Word. Yeah. Anyway- all right. You anyway, wanna, you want to do it? You want to? One of my favorite tropes. Finish it out. Cybernetics yeah. Guardian. Cybernetics Guardian. I just downloaded eight billion of these like old, ancient, hard to find OVAs. It's from 1989. 45 minutes. So, whatever we say about it, you should just check it out because it's so short. Um, so it's, it's like John Stalker. This is the main character. Uh, freaking name is awesome as John Matrix from uh, <laughs> Commando. Right. Um, and there's, I, I don't, this story makes no sense, right? So there's slums. Not unless it's basically. Called cancer in the city. Yeah, it's basically the RoboCop plot, except. Kind of. Not really. Yeah, like, and kids came from here, but they implanted these kids with, like, hatred. Wait, so wait, wait, could, wait, wait, stop. You're leaving out an important part. There's a cult. Yeah, I was getting there. Okay. I was getting there. They planted hatred of these kids, this cult, so that they could freaking use them to summon ancient gods, but they're ancient gods. They use metal to make suits, and it's evil metal that sucks up evil psychic energy, so they can put people, these kids, in the suits, and then they become these yeah, gods. Yeah, if, if like, the suits Very suck weird. up enough like negative waves... You can put these kids in that they've been basically implanted with, I don't Hatred. know, even more negative waves, yeah. and then they get in there, it's a negative wave explosion. Then their god is reborn, and it will do what they want them to do. Except they never- But of course, like everything way. else doesn't work that way, so they hijack John Stalker, and they get him put in one of these things, and, and he's basically invincible, and he goes on a killing spree, but then he gets his humanity back. This is You've heard this all before. This story There's is a very subplot generic. of- um, there's like a weird Count of Monte Cristo subplot. Yeah. Where like when John Stalker's testing the suit that they made originally, like there's this rich douche that like because there's a scientist, there's like a sexy lady scientist that's yeah, like all they, into John Stalker. It's like super into John Stalker, and like this dude is jealous. So he tries to like he like fucks with the experiment so that John Stalker will die, but he's already activated that crazy suit. 
shit. Yeah, so he doesn't die. He's like unhurt. So he's basically mostly a god at that point. And then this guy gets super mad. And then he makes a giant robot and like attaches it to himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean the um, Genocyber? Yeah, they call it the Genocyber. So maybe, maybe they're in the same universe. Uh, I don't who, know. who the hell knows? At any rate. So is that weird little like love triangle side plot that kind of goes nowhere? There's nothing going on in this, by the way. Like eventually, it's just okay. We got to take out this cult. The end. Like yeah, that's it. And then they ride off into the sunset. And then there's a teaser for something that never happened with more more of the evil gods. Yep. Um, so I'm gonna tell you a couple things I liked about this. One is the music is ridiculous. Oh my God. Such awesome '80s metal. Awesome '80s riffs. It's fucking great. So '89, end of the '80s, kind of the perfect time frame for this. Um, and the animation's pretty good. The designs are a little generic, but the animation itself, pretty good. I like the designs, but because I like all the things that they were ripping off. Oh, I, yeah. I was just I don't hate the designs. It's just I've seen this done like three, four times. Oh, easily. Yeah. And I've seen it done three, four times better. Yep. Pretty much. So that's that's kind of my main bitch about it is like you've seen this before and it's been done better every other time you've seen pretty it. Pretty much every other thing that we've reviewed that's in this style. Wow. They basically ripped yeah. off a little bit from each one and then jammed it into one thing. Pretty much. And because all those other things are so awesome, it's still watchable, but there's just not a lot going on here. It's just very kind of generic. You know, I have not a lot to say about it because it's just kind of there. It really is just kind of there. Mm. Like, it's all right. Like, if this was the only thing you saw, if you were a kid, you saw it, oh my God, this would be great. But when you've seen all the other... Even like anime that are similar, the ultra violence was not that imaginative. No, he, there's just like he turns. It's into, not genocide. He turns into this like giant monster or biomonster, stomping the shit out of people. And I don't know. I think he tears somebody's arms off at some point. I yeah, don't know. there's some limb ripping. You know. Yeah, I mean minimal titties. It starts out with them, but then then nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about this. I would. I barely rem- I watched it yesterday. There's, uh, it left no impression. It was just like, oh, this is here, whatever. Yep. Because it was only forty five minutes. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, th- this may sound like, oh my god, this is the worst. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It's just, don't put it high on your list. But it's fine. You know, whatever. It exists. It's forty five minutes. If you have the chance, check it out. If you're going down a '90s edge lord anime hole yeah ladies early 90s where it's like you know, a, 85 to 95 the anime edgelord which is a fantastic hole to go down but you're gonna get to <laughs> cybernetic guardian not as, not as awesome as your mom's oh. hey and you should probably watch it just because it's like 45 minutes and you probably got nothing to do yeah and then you can understand take 45 minutes uh, and hey maybe you love it maybe it'll, maybe it'll strike you right maybe the music will be enough to put it over the top but it's just kind of it is for me it just has very, it, like, no memorable characters, really. John Stalker has an awesome name, but that's about it. There's, and like... Arnold, he is not. There's a little bit of backstory about, like, he's from the hood or whatever. Yeah, it's it's all very generic. Yeah, pretty much. It just is. Very forgettable. Yep. But whatever. It was on the list, so we had to plow through it. Checked it out. Anyway, that's it for this week. As always, have a fantastic week this week, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always well entertaining. <laughs>